Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman, and I am the founder of Directional Ministries located here in Lynchburg, Virginia. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Day by day, and with each passing moment, strength I find to meet my trials here. Trusting in my Father's wise bestowment, I've no cause for worry or for fear. Let's go ahead and open up our Bibles to Jude. And let's pick up our study there. Uh, last time we were together, we were talking about Balaam. Uh, Jude is addressing these false teachers that had entered into the church. And he says, Woe unto them, in verse number 11, for they have gone the way of Cain. Last time we were together, or the time before that, we looked at the way of Cain. We talked about a religion of works, a bloodless religion, a faithless religion, a loveless religion, which describes the way of Cain. And then secondly, in regards to these false apostate teachers, he said that they run greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. And we discussed that Balaam is a prophet. He's a weird character in the Old Testament. Nothing positive is said about Balaam at all. Uh, Second Peter talks about the way of Balaam. Jude speaks of the error of Balaam. And Revelation speaks of the doctrine of Balaam. So no, nothing spoken well of him at all. And then we started to look back in the Old Testament to do a character study on who this Balaam fellow was. And in Numbers chapters 22 through 24, we are introduced to this guy that had a strange relationship with God. The story picks up where the Israelites are camped on the plains of Moab after uh, seeing what they had done to the Amorites, Balak sent for a prophet named Balaam. And he wanted this prophet to come and to curse the children of Israel. And we see that in Numbers 22, 1 through 6. And of course, Balaam went into the Lord and he said, Lord, should I do this? And the Lord came back and said, no, uh, you can't curse what I have blessed, speaking specifically to the children of Israel. And then Balaam, or Balak, sends more guys with more money and Balaam tells him to stay the night and he goes back to the Lord again. Now, God had already told Balaam no, but he went in and asked him again. And why did he do this? What motivated him to go back and ask the Lord again? Uh, well, we find out quickly that uh, Balaam was motivated by money. Balaam was motivated by greed. And we know this because in Numbers 22, 22, uh, let's look over there in Numbers chapter 22 and verse 22. Uh, let me get that. Numbers 22, 22. Here we go. We see, and God's anger was kindled because he went. Okay, well, he came back in the second time. He asked the Lord, do you want me to go? And, said, and the Lord said, yeah, go. But when you go, you only say what I want you to say, nothing more, nothing less. Now Balaam gets on the road and the Lord's anger is kindled because he went. 
In other words, the Lord knew the motivation of Balaam's heart. The Lord knew that Balaam wanted to go. The Lord knew that Balaam wanted the money. He was greedy for everything that Balak was offering to him. So the Lord's anger was kindled because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for an adversary against him. And now, of course, he was riding upon his ass and his two servants were with him. So he was definitely out of the what we would call the perfect will of God and treading well down into what I refer to as the permissive will of God. And of course, you know the story there. Um, he's riding upon his donkey, his two servants is with him, and the, and the ass saw the angel of the Lord standing by the way with the sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field, and Balaam smote the ass and turned to turn her back into the way. And the angel of the Lord stood in the path by the vineyards, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself into the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where no way was to turn either to the right or to the left. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with a staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee that thou hast smitten me these three times? Now, obviously, Balaam was pretty upset because... He shows no sign of even being shocked at this donkey speaking to him. And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there were sword in mine hand, for now I would kill thee. And the ass said unto Balaam, Am I not thine ass upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever wont to do so unto thee? And he said, No. And then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam. I find it interesting the donkey's eyes were opened before the prophet's. Um, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way and the sword drawn in his hand and he bowed down his head and he fell flat on his face and the angel of the Lord. Now listen, said in him, wherefore hast thou smitten thine ass these three times? Behold, I was the one that withstood thee because thy way is perverse. It is perverted before me. In other words, the Lord knows the thoughts and the intents of Balaam's heart. The Lord knows why Balaam is doing what he is doing. And he says, the ass saw me and turned from me these three times. And unless she had turned from me, surely now also I would have slain thee and I would have saved her alive. Now that's quite an insult. I'd killed the prophet, but I'd have kept the donkey. And Balaam said unto the angel of the Lord, I have sinned, for I knew that thou stoodest in the way against me. See there? I knew not that thou stoodest in the way against me. Now, therefore, if it displeases you, I'll go back. But the angel of the Lord said unto Balaam, Go with the men, but only speak what I say unto thee. In other words, I'm going to use you anyway, Balaam. Even though your way is perverted, even though your motivations of your heart is impure, I'm going to use you, but you're only going to say the things that I want you to say. And we find in the course of the story that three times Balaam went over, looked out over the tents of the Israelites, opened his mouth to curse, but only blessings came out. In Numbers 23.7, Numbers 23.18, Numbers 24.3, there's three discourses where Balaam attempted to curse the children of Israel, but only blessings came out of his mouth. And of course, this irritated Balak big time because he was paying this prophet to come and curse the children of Israel. Now, so you would think that the story would end there, but it doesn't. 
Revelation says that Balak, Balaam, or Balak, to cast a stumbling block with the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols. So the New Testament, even though it's not in Numbers 22 through 24, the New Testament sheds some light that something else happened that is not in the narrative here in Numbers. And in the book of Revelation, and I, well, let's go ahead and just read that verse if we could. Um, where is it? It's Revelation 2.14. Um, Revelation chapter 2, verse number 14. Uh, when speaking to the church of Pergamum, he says, But I have a few things against thee, because thou hast there them that hold the doctrine of Balaam. Now this is speaking of that prophet from the Old Testament, Numbers 22, and it goes on to say that he taught Balak, who was the king that paid him to cast the curse, he taught Balak to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit fornication. So again, New Testament is shedding light on the Old Testament. Obviously, I mean, we can only gather from this that Balaam, when he found that he was unable to cast the curse, when Balak realized that Balaam was unable to cast the curse, he apparently offered another way. Okay, And apparently that way was to cast a stumbling block before the children of Israel. And that stumbling block caused the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit fornication. Okay, Now, we don't see this again explicitly in the text, but we must assume it from the context that something happened after that. He couldn't curse God's people if God wouldn't let him, but he could help Balak bring God's curse upon the people by getting them to sin. Okay, And that's what we see here, by getting them to sin. So he told Balak, I mean, again, I don't have verse for this, but apparently there was a conversation, something, Look, if, if you if you take your women, you send them down into the camp, they've already been commanded by their God. They're not to intermarry with the people of the land. So if you send their women, those stupid Israelites, <laughs> they're going to fall in love with them. They're going to intermarry, defying God's commandment that he gave to him. As a result of those unequally yoked relationships, they're going to fall into idolatry. And then the Lord will have no other choice but to curse them. And of course, this is what caused the children of Israel. This was the stumbling block, which caused the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols because they began worshiping the gods of the foreign wives and they began to commit fornication. And as you read through Revelation, it speaks of spiritual fornication. In other words, they went a whoring after other gods. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. So Balak was able to cause the children of Israel to stumble based upon the advice that was given to them by Balaam that the people would intermarry, thus fall into idolatry and worship and serve other gods and bringing the curse of God upon them. Isn't that amazing that someone who can have spiritual gifts say spiritual things can be sucked into sin so easily by compromise and greed? And that was Balaam. So the teaching of Balaam entails the intermarrying here in Revelation, uh, the intermarrying with the world and its ways 
when it speaks to the church of Pergamos that caused the church itself, just like the Israelites of time past, to fall into idolatry and immorality. So taking the Old Testament and the New Testament, looking at the whole narrative together, the heir of Balaam is that Balaam was greedy for the money that Balak offered to him. He was unable to curse the children of Israel. However, based upon the text in Revelation, he was able to show Balak how to cast a stumbling block in front of the Israelites to get them to intermarry and to commit idolatry. Now, we know that God was not happy with this furthermore because when we go back into the book of Numbers, we find that the Lord took his life. In Numbers chapter number 31, this is the context. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Avenge the children of Israel, the Midianites, afterward thou shalt be gathered unto thy people. And Moses spake unto the people, saying, Arm some of yourselves unto war, and let them go against the Midianites, and avenge the Lord of Midian. And every tribe a thousand throughout all the tribes of Israel shall ye send to the war. So there were delivered out of the thousands of Israel, a thousand of every tribe, 12,000 armed for war. And Moses sent them to the war, a thousand of every tribe. Them and Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest to the war with the holy instruments and the trumpets to blow his hand in his hand. And they warred against the Midianites as the Lord had commanded Moses. And they slew all the males and they slew the kings of Median beside the rest of them that were slain, namely Evi, Rechem, Zur, Hur, Reba, killed the five kings of Midian, and Balaam, also the son of Baor, they slew with the sword. So we see the heir of Balaam. It is running after money. It is running after things that God does not want you to have. And when you do that, you're going to fall into sin. And that's what these false prophets are doing. They are committing the error of Balaam. God bless you guys. Hope that you have a great day. Remember, God loves you, wants the best for you. And he is indeed always working everything out for our good.